Welcome back to Like Father, Like Son podcast. I'm the father, Joe. I'm the son-in-law, Matt. And uh, today we thought we would talk about uh, the basic topic of uh, what makes you a man. Mm -hmm. Thought I'd start by looking at the uh, uh, Merriam-Webster dictionary uh, definition. It says, a man or a boy who shows the qualities such as strength and courage that men are traditionally supposed to have. And, um, you know, I think right now when you, if you're paying attention to the media and a lot of the the talk out there, there's, there seems to be, I don't know, from my, from my perspective, there's a lot of, kind of a lot of negative stuff being said about men. Oh yeah. And, uh, not to say that there's not a lot of negative stuff done by men, but, um, I don't know. It kind of bothers me a lot of times that I see depicted in some of the commercials and everything that the father tends to be a, you know, a Bart Simpson type, you know, mm-hmm. they're a bumbling idiot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that sort of thing. I don't know. I think men generally tend to take a beating sometimes for stuff. And yep. sometimes it's pretty well deserved. But, yeah. Um, then again, there's, there's also times where uh, men, I mean, can you imagine a world without them? I was thinking, look at New York City. Every building there was built largely by men. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, men men build things. Men, there's a lot. I, I just couldn't imagine a world without strong men. Yeah. You know, we need them now more than ever. Let me ask you, Matt, to you, if somebody were to ask you that question, what does it mean to be a man? Mm-hmm. What's a man? I guess, like, my self-definition of what makes me a man is, like, I decided a long time ago that I'm going to do what has to be done. I guess make the hard choices that other people can't make or less I don't, I don't want to say less qualified because I'm really not qualified to make a whole lot of choices <laughs> but um you know I gotta check with my wife first on a lot of stuff <laughs> but but um I don't know I, I well after you're done doing the laundry, <laughs> yeah. but, you know then there's the dishes and I gotta make dinner and yeah all that and, and then you get to find scoop, out scoop the litter box you get and, to find out what <laughs> from what tv shows yeah. um, you can choose from <laughs> So, I don't know. I, I decided I'm always going to do what has to be done. And, you know, there's I think there's strength of character behind that. And You mean, like, just taking responsibility? Taking responsibility. Um, and, like I said, making the hard the hard choices. I don't know. That's, to me, that's the core of me being a man. It's just taking the responsibility of what I need to take the responsibility of. Would you, you know? say you are taking the leadership role or would you say I mean I I think like with me uh, let's say if we're talking about um, between a husband and wife I feel like for me it depends on the circumstance Mm -hmm. if something is going on with the car if something's going on with the house um, and it's something that's leans us that I'm I have more strengths and talents in um, I might take the lead role in that, mm-hmm. whereas my my wife is really good at administering the money mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. She's there's certain roles that she's better at that than I am, and there's certain roles that I'm better at, and we let each other take the lead role yep. based on who's who's better. Yeah, so suited it, for that. it's definitely subjective. I would say that you know, like there's definitely things I'm better at than my wife, and there's definitely things that she's better at. For the most part, we share. A lot of the workload yeah but I'm talking about like the, the harder decisions where she might be hesitant to act afraid to make a mistake yeah afraid to make a mistake or I don't want to go to like a really dark place with this but like all right so like if you 
like hit an animal while you're driving or something oh, okay. you know typically yeah. my first instinct would be put it out of its misery you know okay. if that that would be a harder choice i wouldn't For i don't take it that, yeah, yeah not to say that i take it lightly because i don't you know like ask my wife when i when i hit an animal what happens yeah and i freak out because you know i don't like to see anything in pain let alone animals you know but yeah, yeah. the harder decision would be i see what you're, it's you like, know what i'm saying yeah oh, i know it's like with us when um you know we used to have a dog um we used to have this little pomeranian named teddy we loved him he was just he was like a member of the family and when he got you know um too old and too sick and he got to the point where you know it was it was time we really needed to put him down because he was just suffering too much mm-hmm. and it was a difficult decision mm-hmm. we made that decision together but you know i was the one that brought him in yep. to do it um you know, not that to say that my wife couldn't do that, but it's just a burden that you accepted. As yeah, as a as a man, I kind of felt like, you know, um, I have to do this, even though it bothers me even still today. Yep. And I and you know, I, I'm listen. I, I'm the type of guy that it's a thing with men. You know, I, I'm a weird. I, well, maybe I'm not weird. I don't think I am weird, but I think um, in today's world, people look at somebody like me and it's kind of a strange thing i you know i'm a deer hunter mm-hmm. you know i'll wake up four o'clock in the morning climb a mountain i'll go you know shoot a deer and i'll gut it out drag it out of the woods and you know i don't feel good about killing um but i don't know i think maybe there's still a little bit of caveman in me <laughs> and um and i uh, it's something that i do and we we eat the deer so the point here is that, uh, you know, as a man, sometimes uh, we generally tend to do things that, uh, that, that aren't, aren't pretty. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes they need to be done. Um, sometimes they're difficult. And if it's, you know, putting down your, the dog that you love, sometimes you have to take up that role and be the, the guy that steps up and does it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, I'm, and we're not saying that like women can't do this either, because there was there's a very specific time that I remember where my mother had to do the same thing. <clears throat> but in regards to you know being a man, when a man steps up, he's a man. When a woman steps up, she's a woman. So it's you know it's different. There's there's not. I think it's about taking responsibility. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it's just I think generally speaking, what we're saying is that you know guys. A man should take responsibility. Yeah, he should where when he can, when he sees an opportunity to take responsibility for yep. something and carry the burden, he should do it. Mm-hmm. And it's you know one of the things that drives me crazy is you know I I'll go to church and I'll see sometimes you'll see everybody sitting in the pews and let's say it's a around a holiday and you'll see a man sitting in the pew and there's a woman standing on the side. Mm-hmm. It's like hey dude you don't get it. You yep. Know? You know you should go over tap her on the shoulder and say hey you know ma'am you know. Yep. Um, take my seat you know that's something i learned at a young age so i don't understand like why it's not as prevalent as it should be you know I, every time i've been on a train and there's been a woman standing i've always offered my seat yep. you know it's it's just something that i was taught yeah so it's it's definitely weird to me to to see that in you know in society yep yeah you know i, I think maybe there's been this emphasis um you know the last couple decades of you know there's the women's liberation movement and which is you know good thing right you know you want we listen here's the way i see it men and women are equal in dignity but we're we're truly not equal i mean 
because you know I mean for example you know a, a man can't you know bear children mm-hmm. um, so there's certain things that are un- men and women are uniquely qualified to do and I I, I think you know generally speaking um, you know men men are generally speaking we're the, the stronger uh, you know we're, we're physically stronger you mm-hmm. know, a masculine man is generally speaking physically stronger yeah, so you know somebody built differently yeah somebody needs to, to carry the the groceries in you know you know yeah. let the guys get out there and carry the groceries you know every when, time, not to say women can't do it right but, but every time my wife comes home from grocery shopping <laughs> on her way home she'll call me up and be like hey can, can you come yeah, help can you help <laughs> yeah but that's but that's the thing because it is physically easier yeah. for us right if there's if there's a you know if there's a forty pound object that needs to be carried, you know, yeah. it's easier for you and I than yeah. it is for for um, my wife and my daughter to mm-hmm. carry it. So, you know, what's the right thing to do? If you're if you're a man, you and and when I say being a man, I'm saying this in the context of taking the strong role. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know. I, okay, let me give you an example here. There's there's a there's a lot of talk about like masculinity. Toxic masculinity. We can kind of get into that, but I think toxic behavior can anybody can exhibit toxic behavior. Oh yeah. You know the mean girls in high school yep. were toxic, um, and a man, in from the way I see it, a man is the person that stands up against toxic males. Yep. You know yep. The, the man who who does the right thing and takes responsibility and protects the weak. Whether they be men or women, mm-hmm. that's a man. Yep. You, anybody can be. You could be a male, but you're not necessarily a man unless you're somebody that steps up and takes responsibility and does the right, right thing. Right. Right. That's that's the end result. And and listen, uh, you know, you could be the John Wayne type, or you know, there's there's men that are effeminate. Yep. But they are they're good, hardworking. Males that stand up and do the right thing and protect mm-hmm. others, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, there's, there's a, there's a spectrum. There's, there's guys that are that are out there, you know, on the battlefield doing it, and then there's guys that are that are doing it, um, you know, from a cubicle. Yep. It's a, I don't know. It's definitely like growing up. I've always had an issue with like confidence, and you know, I still struggle with it today, but just by keeping in mind you know that i need to do what has to be done that's really what's gotten me i guess where i am today it's, it made me step up it made me kind of accept that burden you know that i've you know i need to do what i what has to be done you know, there's no other way to say it than um i find it kind of surprising that you would have a a problem with your own self-confidence because just knowing you yeah. um you know yeah. you're, you're a strong guy you're a good guy you always do there's nobody that ever has a a bad thing to say about you you're a stand-up guy please go on <laughs> <laughs> no but it's it's true it's, but that's kind of the funny thing right there's some guys who yeah. have everything going for them mm-hmm. and then they still kind of struggle a little bit with their confidence yeah and then there's um there's other people that really you know, you ever see somebody that's arrogant? And, yeah. And they really, they have that's, no humility and they really don't have a lot to be yeah. I arrogant think, well, about. I think, yeah. yeah, I think arrogance and confidence are two very different things, but they 
play they come across as the same thing yeah you know somebody who's loud and um like in your face they would call that confidence but you would call it arrogance right, you know right. yeah. so i've always had i've always i've never wanted to be that guy who was in somebody's face i've always been comfortable you know being quiet or you know just kind of flying under the radar but usually that's the strong silent type right yeah i guess <laughs> that's you know that's i think that's a good thing but there's been times where it's hindered me from acting mm-hmm. because i didn't want to be noticed so keeping in mind that i'll do what has to be done leaves it doesn't leave any room for excuses you know what i'm saying it if i just keep it's kind of like a mantra you know if i just keep repeating that in my head to myself i won't allow myself to chicken out of something or shrug it off and say somebody else can take care of it you know can you give me an example of of kind of what you mean give me give me an example of what you're saying there i mean i, I think i follow you but um all right so i guess more recently uh at work there's this guy who He's a, he's a new employee, and he struggles with, I guess, interacting with other employees. He's not very socially, uh, ver- like he's not well versed in social. Uh, what do you call it? <laughs> the cats are going crazy downstairs, <laughs> meowing. <laughs> he doesn't have a whole lot of social experience, so he you know he always had an attitude always had his arms crossed and everything and nobody wanted to work little, with him little standoffish yeah very kind of. standoffish and he he had a lot of like issues with me in the beginning and thought i had stuff against him so i took it kind of upon myself to sit down with him and just kind of explain things you know i wanted to clear the air be- between us not because it would make things easier but i just felt that it was the right thing to do he told me that he doesn't like to work with certain people because he feels they have things against him so I kind of explained to him that, like, you know, think wherever you go, people are always going to talk shit, and it's up to you as a man or, you know, anybody to just shrug it off, and you can only control how you behave and how you react. And I don't know, I kind of took it upon myself to just build up his character a little bit. And I could have gone the other way with it yep. and just gone straight to my boss about stuff. And, you know, as a supervisor, I feel like it was more my responsibility to you know take it upon myself instead of you know run to dad or whatever you know right right go yeah go over your head exactly and and try to yeah so there have been times where in my head i i might have been too timid to do that or you know too not as confident yeah Yeah. to to say to him Mm -hmm. something that have that on I could have let him yeah I could have let him intimidate me right you know right. and that we would have never I, I, th- I feel like we're good friends now he and I yeah. you know he always comes in we, he always fist bumps me asks me how I'm doing yeah I do the same thing to him yeah you know we're good friends now and I, I think that yeah. you know me sitting down with him and just kind of explaining things to him yeah. definitely help and there have been times where you know I felt I couldn't do that right because I didn't have my little mantra where you di- you didn't feel like you had the confidence at mm-hmm. that moment yep. to. I, I felt like somebody else could take care of it. You know, this, this right. guy is somebody else's problem. Yep. I, I guess kind of like a, a wild uh, uh, example. Yeah. You know, not everybody's going to have that 
but that's the most recent one that I can think of. I had a problem with somebody on a, one of the jobs I had at once too, and uh, you know he was saying some stuff that were, you know, it's kind of a weird thing with with men. Um, believe it or not, I think if you if you really delve down into it, um, I actually heard uh, Jordan Peterson say this one time. Who's you know he's like a clinical psychologist, but there's there's really like among men, there's always this underlying thing of physical violence that's mm-hmm. there. Yeah, it's always really yep. there. Obviously, we always want to in a civilized society you always want to avoid that, but it's always really there. And um, you know, I had a, a, a coworker one time that was saying some stuff. Uh, they, they were it was like racially motivated and um, you know he was kind of running his mouth a little bit and you know and I had to at that moment I kind of had a choice whether to just say nothing and just let him kind of go on mm-hmm. or you know step up and say something and you know and I told him I said you know I listen dude I, you know I don't want to hear any more you know I, I don't care about your your opinions you can have them but I don't I don't want to hear them mm-hmm. so you know and then you know we kind of looked at each other and I I let him know I said you know let me know if I need to stand up or, or if I should s- stay sitting down mm-hmm. and he kind of knew at that moment you know how far it would go and, and then but oddly enough it was like from that moment on we actually became really good friends because he he knew that I was you know that I was going to stand up for what I think too yeah. you know yeah. what I mean yep. and, you know, I mean, it should. That's a, r- a very rare case. I'm not saying that this is a, a really good idea. Right. You should kind of avoid that at all costs. But um, you know, it, it w- I was younger, and at the time, I you know, I just uh, a little hot headed. I was a little bit hot headed, <laughs> and yeah. And I, I, I do. I, I've got a history of that. You uh-huh. know, I had scrapping in a parking lot with people, and if I have to, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's just it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And 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 guys, you know. I think I've become more a man in the sense that rather than to re- resorting to that, you know, that's always still there. Yep. Um, I, I, I just have this thing in my head because of just the world we live in. It's the reality we live in today. You can't watch the news where there's not, um, you know, shootings or whatever, you know, violence. Violence is it's actually pretty rare. I, it's not like I've had it so many times where I've had to deal with it, but... I kind of know every day I have to be prepared that there is a potential where something can happen where it could be violent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think men in this day and age kind of have to think that way. Just like you might think that there might be a fire in your house and right. you need a fire extinguisher, yep. right? should always just be prepared for that mentally. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I actually had a quote on my emails. Ready is a state of mind. Prepared is being equipped. You need to be both. Mm-hmm. You know? So I... You know, uh, when it comes to violence and stuff, I'm, you know, look, I'm somebody that, you know, I have a concealed carry pistol license. And if, you know, when I'm with my family, I'm I'm always equipped. Yeah. You know, and it's something that I don't ever want to use. I, just, I really never want to use it. Yeah. But I, I also would hate the fact that of being a man and having something happen and I had the ability to be equipped to... to stop it and I chose not to so and I think it's the same thing it's like you in that situation that you had Mm -hmm. there was a moment where you had the ability to step up and say what needed to be said 
And there's times where you could have took the timid route and said nothing. Yep. And at that moment, you said, you know, no, I'm going to step up and do it. Mm-hmm. And that, that's that's being a man. Yep. And it's it's hard. It's, in my head, it's a little bit harder for me because as a when I was younger, I was I had a lot of anger issues and I was very aggressive. But at the same time, to, to kind of combat that, because I was afraid of the damage that I could cause. Like yep. if I got into a fight, I knew what I could do and. I had to remove myself from those situations, so I'd often run away and, you know, I'd run as far as I could just to get out of that situation, which I was always proud of myself for being able to do. It's not a bad thing no. to, to avoid the confrontation. Yeah. There were times where I had to turn back because, <laughs> you know, that was, in my head, I had to do what had to be done. And if there was somebody else in danger that I ran away from that situation, you know, I they crossed my mind in an instant and then I turned back. Right. Um, so I don't know. There's a lot of gray areas with that, I guess, mantra. Cause you know, doing what has to be done doesn't always necessarily mean doing the right thing. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the question in your head is what's the right thing mm-hmm. to do here. Yep. And, um, that's, that's the hard part is discerning, having the wisdom to discern what's the right decision and then being decisive enough to to do the right thing yep. I think generally speaking when there's a, a matter between something that's right and wrong you kind of know in your heart what's right and wrong mm-hmm. and uh, the, the problem is that a lot of times the right decision is the hard decision mm-hmm. I had an experience where I had made a, a big mistake on a job and I had a choice between lying and owning up to my mistake mm-hmm. and I chose to own up to my mistake, humble myself to, you know, say yep. what I did, and it actually benefited me in the long run. So I think generally, when you know, when you know the right, there, there's certain things where things are laid out. Like we know it's wrong to lie, we know it's wrong to cheat, we know it's wrong to hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and generally speaking, if you know, if there's a certain set of guidelines where you know right from wrong. It's kind of easy to know what's the right thing to do, but yeah. it might not be easy to actually do it. Yeah, you know, uh, getting back to what we were talking about before about like you know, uh, there's this there seems to be a lot of talk about toxic masculinity and everything, and I wanted to touch on that because it's been something that kind of bothered me a lot, and I've had a lot of conversations with people about it. You know, I, the way I see it is, you know, masculinity and femininity, neither one of them are toxic in and of themselves, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, a person that's either feminine or masculine can be toxic. I think everybody has both traits. Yep. You know, men a man can be feminine and masculine and vice versa, a woman can be masculine and feminine. You know, I think that's kind of what makes up people is there's a balance between the two. And when you exude too much of either one, I think it becomes a bad thing. Yeah, I, you don't where I, I guess where you like revel in in it you know if you're kind of for i guess forcing your masculinity on other people you know what i'm saying like if i go around and i'm you know i'm, I'm saying i'm the man and i'm going around you right, know right. calling other guys out for not being manly right. that's toxic masculinity same thing with women where you know if like like you said earlier the mean girl in school right they're they make fun of other girls for you know like being less pretty or you know overweight this that and the other thing right i think that's toxic femininity 
I don't know. I, I kind of see it from a slightly different perspective. Mm -hmm. um, I guess because it bothers me to tie the behavior, the bad behavior, on whether it's masculinity or femininity. I, mm -hmm. Because I don't think it's because you're masculine. Uh, okay, the guy who... Um, who makes fun of somebody who's, let's say a guy who uh, is homophobic and he's bashing gays. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, he's, he's masculine, he's a masculine guy, um, and he's doing it from that aspect. But I, I think it's, I don't think it's the masculinity in him that does it because... You know, I think that the guy who stands up and knocks that guy out—that's masculine. Yeah, that's, that's the. You that's know what I'm point. saying? I, I mean, I, but I, I see your point mm -hmm. too. I, I don't. I don't know. I well, guess maybe, I don't know where so to draw those lines. Maybe sometimes. it's not. It's just not the, the femininity or the masculinity. It's just the toxicity. That that's kind of the way I see. Yeah. It. But yeah. Fair. But but let's let's face it. I mean, that you know the guy who's beating up um, somebody who he thinks is more feminine than him. Mm -hmm. I you know I. Here, I'll give you an example. One time, um, <laughs> I was I was hunting. Uh, I was hunting with my my son. The, there was a guy who owned the property where we were hunting, and he he came out and he talked to me and my son. And he says to my son, he says, you know, you know, I, your dad's got to get in touch with his feminine side. And you know, and I said to him, I don't I don't have a feminine side. I have a soft side, mm -hmm. but it's not feminine. Um, so I don't. I think when we think of feminine and masculine, those are there's traits that tend to be more female or male right. or feminine. So in other words, feminine traits might be people who are more nurturing, mm -hmm. caring. Those those are generally feminine traits. Yep. But you can be masculine and be nurturing and caring. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you know, going back like I talk about my father. My father my father was a very masculine man. He could he built his house he worked on his cars he was a hunter he was you know he i've seen him step up defend his family if he had to physically mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. but he was also the guy who would when you're a kid and you were sick he would rub your back and he would um check on you and he would you know he would always give us a, a hug and a kiss every time we saw him mm -hmm. you know when i saw my dad that was some part of our culture was if i see my dad I would give him a hug and a kiss. I remember in a, when I played football in high school, um, you know, my dad dropped me off. I gave him a kiss goodbye. And my, some of my friends made fun of me like, oh, you're going to kiss your dad goodbye? I'm like, yeah, I always kiss mm -hmm. my dad. Mm -hmm. It's just something we do. Right. And there was nobody more masculine than my dad. I don't know, you know. And But they would expect the kiss from mom, but they didn't expect it from dad. Yeah. And I think that's, I don't know. I, I think that that's kind of a... a let me tell you the the people who go through life seeing it that way I think they're missing out yeah you know yep I think a lot of that stuff is based on societal expectations and I feel like that's that's a whole episode in itself is the expectations of of men and women in society you know like like you said your friend said you know you, you've got to get in touch with your feminine side that's you know he's saying that he pr he might have just he right. might have just a cho his choice of words exactly and he, I know, you know meant, it's though. like you know like you said women tend to be softer and right so I, I agree there there's a lot of you know different roles that men and women play that is expected of them and or it's just uh more noticed i guess yeah. you know well let me tell you something it's like you know i think about my mom and dad mm -hmm. and 
you know, I hugged and kissed both my mom and dad, mm-hmm. but I had a different, a slightly different feeling when I hugged and kissed e- either one. Mm-hmm. My mother was really soft and warm and comforting. Right. You know, my father, I felt strength. Mm-hmm. I felt safe. My dad made me feel safe. My mother felt made me feel better. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's like, I couldn't imagine not having them both. You know what I mean? Because they both brought something to it that was a different aspect that I, th- I felt I needed right. to make me feel whole. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's the thing. I think, you know, we as, as dads, you know, if you're a dad, you need to have the strength and you need to have, you know, sometimes you got to be the tough, tough one for depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. And then, but you also need to be caring and, and gentle. Yep. And that's, um, to me, a man, a, a good man is both. He's gentle when he needs to be, yep. and he's, he's strong and tough when he needs to be. So, just, so to you, is that what it means to be a man? Is like knowing what to do in each situation like that. Knowing when to be strong, knowing when to be comforting. Yeah, you know? I, I think, yeah. I You know, it's funny, me, me and my sister, we have, we've had this, debate a little bit and we were talking about you know toxic masculinity and this and that Mm -hmm. and and that was one of the things that kind of bugged me because i to me i'll give you a perfect example my my sister had an abusive husband okay now he was a a masculine person Mm -hmm. but he was no man right he was a coward Mm -hmm. you know a man doesn't use his god-given talent of or not talent his god-given gift of strength mm-hmm. over somebody that he doesn't need to. In other words, he, he a, a weaker, um, more defenseless woman using that strength against her, um, that's not a manly... To me, that's not a man. That's that's a coward. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, the man would be... I You know, I felt, you know, I when she had those issues, you know, I let him know that if he went near my sister again... You know yeah. that I'd bash his his face in, <laughs> and you know I I felt like in that situation between him and I, right. I was the man. Yeah, who, he wasn't. Yep, he stood know? up, and so you know that's that's it. You know now we're both males. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you can say generally speaking, yeah, we're both men, right? We check off that box, but you know, I don't know. The way I see it is, being a man is doing the right thing, taking the burden on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. and that's what you what you were saying. That's what you've done. Yep. You know, when when you had to do, you had to make that tough choice and have that difficult conversation, or take responsibility in home and and step up and take care of your family. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you were the man. Yep. You know, not to say that a woman couldn't do the same. There's plenty of single moms out there that are doing precisely that. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying that as a man, that's what we should do. Yeah. We, we're free to do, we're free to do what's good and right and use the talents and gifts that we're given to to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. I think that might do it for this episode. Yeah, I think I think we kind of covered you know pretty well what um, what we think you know being a man is. Mm-hmm. I hope somebody out there you know can pick apart our definitions a little bit and maybe use it for themselves. You know, maybe build themselves up a little bit better. Yep. You know, like something I've always worked on is just trying to improve myself and as a man and as a husband and as a father eventually. So I hope this helps somebody out there. You know, if you need any advice uh, or if you'd like us to copy any, sp- any specific topic, uh, feel free to shoot us an email at lflscast at gmail.com. 
Uh, be sure to stream this audio podcast on Anchor, App- Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you can, on whatever platform you're listening to, and if it allows you to do so, uh, you know, leave a comment and you know, rate us. We'd appreciate five stars. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for listening. Have a good day, everyone. Bye.